Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Level Up Cleveland. And this week we have a couple of the guys in here from Lower 13. What's up? Metal band from <laughs> Cleveland, yeah. What's up, guys? How's it going? Doing good. good. Thanks for coming down. Thanks for having us. Let me introduce you guys real quick. The two Now, there's a three-piece band. It's, right. a, it's a power trio. Two of you guys came up. We got uh, Eric Kruger here, drummer. Awesome drummer. Thank you. <laughs> and Patrick Capretta. He's yep. guitar and vocals. Yep. And that right. here is Sean Balog. Yes. Yep. Sean Balog. And he is bass and vocals. And we were just discussing this. This is a, you know, like we've had bands on here who have dual vocalists, but usually one guy has a role and the other guy has the other role. And so they back and forth or they'll do their thing. You guys are really, they're not set up that way. You guys have literally two singers that can do both roles and it just comes down to, I don't know. What does it come down to? How do you guys decide who, who does what? Uh, it's it's almost like whoever came up with the idea gets to sing it. Or, oh, you so know, who writes it, thing. basically, type thing? Pretty much, because it's, like it's the way I envisioned how I sing it. So, and do, do, do you ever write something and think he would do better at what you wrote than you, or vice versa? Or? Oh, we, yeah, we'd say that all the time to yeah. each other. I'm like, oh, man, you wrote that riff way better than I thought of it. Like, he, like he'll take something and twist it around a little better. So, yeah. Cool, cool. Now, you guys been around for a little while. I mean, 2006, you guys formed. Mm-hmm. So, yep. so you got you got seven years under your belt right now, which is a long time for any band. I mean, it's a, it's a lot. and you guys are are a very active band. So oh, you guys yeah. already have four full length albums out. You're working on an EP now that your guys will be releasing soon. Mm-hmm. Yes. You don't. I mean, I mean, for any band, especially a local band, four LPs in seven years is a lot in, in this day and age. You know, you're putting out, you're pumping it out. Trying to, <laughs> trying our best. And yeah. this is the same three guys from the start. Have you have you had all the way through the same three dudes? Yep. Yes. What's the secret to that? How do you think that? I mean, one more thing I want to mention is you guys are also Parma guys, and we've 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 accentuated the fact that Parma does produce a lot of heavy metal, and it has for decades. It's like you know it goes way back to the Mystic days, and I mean a lot of the guys came from Parma. A lot of the Mushroomhead dudes are from Parma, and Parma's a huge huge place that's produced a lot of. Musicians, not sure why. Me neither. Yeah, but but it, <laughs> but it does. I mean, Parma's really they ha- they have through the years always. Yeah. Now, going back to the first album, Rabid, mm-hmm. right? You guys just formed. Actually, you guys have been were together for a while before you put that album out, right? Because that came out in like ten. Yes. So we so we formed in the eighth grade, and then we oh. we recorded that first album our senior year of high school. No kidding. Yes. So you wrote all these songs. It took so it took a little while to, to get all these songs right and get them together, and then how does that all work out after that? So you guys decide what you're going to go to a recording studio. Is that what you did your first time, or did you know somebody, or how did you record that first album? Sure. So uh, so we actually did our first three song demo in 2008, which oh. would have been our sophomore year, and. Uh, we do sophomore year of high school. Yes, mm-hmm. and uh, we actually recorded that at Mercenary Studios with with Jason Vanek. Uh, we knew the Vanicks because because uh, our bass player Sean uh, took guitar lessons with Sean Vanek, and uh, I think my mom might have even have known them as well through the Grapevine of musicians in town. So we recorded with Vanek, Jason. Vanek Midnight, and yes, his band Vanek. He's also oh yeah, oh, yeah just many a- many other projects throughout the years. Eternal Legacy, yeah, uh, but but uh, but yeah. So we recorded the first demo with them. And then we ended up going back to do our first record with Jason at the same studio. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. Cool. So you guys have been now the, th- the one thing I want, I've, I've just been listening to you guys all week and it's heavy metal, 
But one thing about you guys that stands out, in my opinion, that I really loved is your attention to melody. So, like, you guys have this thing where you can put melodies, and I mean, like, some really cool melodies that you would never think, and you, you fit them over this super heavy stuff that's going on, right? I mean, like, you guys are obviously, you pay attention to the fact that you know you put in these melodies. These are You guys are a very melodic band. Yeah. But not to the point where you would think you lose the edge. I think that was the coolest part about this band. You kept your edge, but you, 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 these melodies were coming through always. Like, they're all over the place, too, yeah. you know? Thank you. We always push ourselves to make something stand out. Like yeah. Well, you're the guitar the player. Message, yeah. You're a guitar player, so yeah. this is this is this uh, leans on you a lot. I would imagine. I mean, like you're you're definitely the melody maker here in a way, right? Sometimes I think of the melodies like the chorus in my head before I even come up with the guitar riff underneath it, and we just go. I write in reverse sometimes. It's weird. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'll write like I'll think of like a phrase in my head, and I'll just it gets stuck in my head, and then I think of a way to sing it, and then I find a melody underneath it. We just go from there. Sean's like, we got to do a harmony. So, <laughs> is that how you guys write though? Do you, do you usually show up with something and then it's built from there? Or what? What about now? Sean does he does he bring stuff to the table also? Is he part of the writing process too? Oh yeah. So so is it? What about you now? Do you ever bring like an idea to the table, or are you always? Do you, do you get your own ideas too? I have, yeah. So sometimes I'll come up with a with a drum beat that Sean will then make a riff to here and there. Um, just so as, you guys don't have a set way of writing songs, right? It could mm -hmm. be anybody at any time. It's just whenever something strikes, mm -hmm. and then everybody knows to pile on at that point. It's like, all right, let's let's finish this thing. Yeah. Pretty much, I will say Sean is the structure guy, though. So like, oh yeah, like everyone comes up with ideas here and there, but he's the guy that puts it all together. The arrangements like the, and mm -hmm. stuff yes. like that. It's like here, here's some riffs, and he's like, all right, I'll put them together, and we'll see what I come up with, and then we all discuss how it should sound and. Yeah. So you guys have roles, and you know what they are in this band, and that's probably part of your success, right? I mean, like, you guys know what you're what you know what you're good at in the band. You know what you're good at in the band. He knows, and then so therefore, no one's yeah, we stepping all have a on job. each other. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> we do. <laughs> yeah, and and so that that's definitely part of the reason why it's successful. It works, mm -hmm. right? Would you agree? I mean, that's, that's that has to. You got to have that kind of thing, right? Definitely. Yeah, we've always talked in the past. If we don't like something, to speak up and don't just let it it keep going and going and then the song doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, right. It's like, say something and we'll work on it. If we don't like it, we don't like it. If not, we'll stash it for later and jump back to it some other time. Yeah, and, and I'm imagining also that you guys are the type of band also that you don't, you know, like, uh, four albums is a lot and these are like nine, ten songs per, per LP type thing. So you got like 50-some songs already probably written and, and done, you know, finished. So you guys really don't have time. Like, you're not the type of band, really, that you're going to write a song and your buddies tell you how great it is, and so you listen to it 100 times and you want to just... That's, you guys are already writing the next one, right? Like, you guys are already like, like, like no, okay, that's done. Next. We're, yeah, we're going in next week for this EP, and uh, we're already writing the next one, so... <laughs> so, so now, that's another thing I wanted to ask you. You said you were working with Noah Buchanan at Mercenary, but you now you're on Pure Steel. Yes. Are you still going to record at Mercenary? Or now that you're on Pure Steel, will you be recording? Because basically how they do it that I'm aware of at Pure Steel is you do your recordings here, but you send your stuff to Germany. I think that's how they did Sun the Sky. Yeah, they were, we never did that, yeah. Yeah, so we uh, we recorded even the last album, so that was recorded at Mercenary, uh, but came out on Pure Steel. So so, we'll so they're just releasing it. They're distributing it for you and everything like that, but the mm -hmm. recording is done at Mercenary. Yes. Right. All of them have been that way so far. Yep. Correct. No kidding. Mm -hmm. That's cool, man. Noah, what do you think about Noah? 
from the mercenary. I mean, like, like as far as he goes, well, I'm serious because, like, we, we, we had Chris Ian here from Alathia mm-hmm. yeah. and, and Terry from Alathia, and they were telling us all about Noah, Noah, Noah. And then we've had other people in here. Ed Stevens was in here, and he was talking about how he was a magician and da da da. So we finally had to have Noah in here. We were like, we got to get this guy in here. Oh, yeah. And he was everything that he was talked about. He's an awesome dude, mm-hmm. super knowledgeable guy. Busy as hell, that's for sure, man. And he's in some, <laughs> and he's in some amazing bands. I mean, oh yeah, I'm repping it today. Slip yes, slip yes, slip yeah. Oh man, yeah. No, Noah's great. We have nothing but uh, awesome things to say about him. We won't record with anyone else. Yeah, are you at that point now? Yes. It's like oh, that's, yeah. that's your guy. Yes, his constructive criticism is what we crave. Like when yeah, we go see, in there, yeah. yeah. It seems like that's what people say. You know, mm-hmm. like he he just has the knowledge, and and when you're when you're stuck somewhere, he'll t- he'll get you there. You know, he he's will. Like, he'll get you out of that little pothole. Yeah, yeah. You mm-hmm. guys do have an incredibly good sounding the albums are, they just sound incredible i mean seriously they re- really do sound that, that's another Thank reason you. we go to him because he knows what we want to sound like and he knows how it should sound also so it just comes out really now that good. we now that we've done three albums with him like he knows what we're capable of as musicians and how we work together oh so he'll push not, eric oh yeah but uh-huh. that's what we want we want him to, if if we're not playing up to snuff or something. We want him to come in and say, you can do better. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, try it like this. It'll sound better. He's a producer. Know. He's producing. He's, yes. he's, 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 it's he's, his work, too. Yeah, Yeah. right. Mm-hmm. His name's on it also, so right. it matters. And and you got to trust him. I mean, Nunslaughter, these are, these are the bands that he's a part of also. I mean, he obviously knows what he's talking about. Oh, yeah. And once you have the faith in him, and you, 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 I mean, the music he's, he's recording for you guys, it just sounds amazing. Oh, yeah. Now we just record. We're like, all right, do what you do. <laughs> we'll see you later. And, yeah. He's he's efficient. Uh-huh. He has a great ear. I, he knows I told what him, he's doing. I told him when he was here, I was like, dude, you're creating a Cleveland sound right now. Like, there's oh, yeah. a sound. There's a number of bands now underneath your tutelage, basically. Mm-hmm. And, they're, and they're, they sound like Noah. Like oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's Noah's. It's Noah's it, thing. Like, you know? That's that was recorded there. Yeah, yeah I think sure. that. I think that's uh, we're in the midst of seeing that that come come about. Now, when I first saw you guys, it was at the shotgun thing that that Alethea had when they put out the sh- at uh, Beachland Ballroom. Mm-hmm. They did eight bands, which amazingly done. I thought I got to tell you, I thought that was the super, setup was great. Yeah, super cool. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and you were in the tavern, and then you'd go to the ballroom, and you just kept going back Jump and back forth. And forth yep. And there was all all the bands were good. It wasn't like that you were seeing a, a dud in the in the group. It was great. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I walked in, you guys were playing, and I was like, "Wow, who the fuck?" <laughs> Very cool, man. Very impressive. You know, you guys you guys have a great stage presence up there. You guys were killing it. Yeah, you, you're we one of the fun. first bands. You guys were one of the first bands playing that day, and you guys were killing it. Mm-hmm. I knew it was going to be a good day. We tried to bring the heat no matter yeah. what time we're playing. <laughs> oh, yeah, and that was such a great show. We were, we were really happy to be a part of that. Yeah. A lot of friends on that lineup. Wasn't that? that now was you guys to play forever, all day. <laughs> it was that's, early. That's kind of a group you guys are like. Like One thing we've noticed in, in throughout these interviews and stuff is that there's like factions of, of musicians that kind of like hang. You know, like, it's not just necessarily the band, but there's several bands, and sometimes it's just different band mates, but they hang. And there's one hang here, and there's here, right? And you and that, that shotgun bowl was kind of that, right? It was like a lot of bands that kind of hang and know each other. And, totally. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and so, therefore, that was more of almost like a, a, a festival for you guys of the sorts where it was just kind of like a big, fun thing you did. Yeah, you just walk around, you literally know everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. so much fun. Yeah, and you guys, now, as far as, because you guys have been together for so long, I mean, a lot of bands that, that are in your situation, you, you, you're in a band, you, you've been the same three guys for a while, you kind of get your niche, right? Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden you want to try something different, right? You're like, you're like, yeah, you know, yeah, I've always kind of want to. 
you're in this faction with all these other musicians. Have you ever, you ever talk with any of those guys? Like, hey, one day, you know, maybe we'll get together and you know, like do do something or whatever. Just that. Have you gotten to that point yet, where you guys are thinking outside of? Eric has a little bit. I mean, I have with myself. I guess just record had solo my, stuff, my own recordings. Yeah, but other than you have that, a studio at your house or something? No, I've had some like friends help me out and oh, stuff. Oh, but oh, yeah. Oh. So you guys do go outside of it a little bit. Sometimes, a little yeah. Bit. But we're always so focused on lower thirteen stuff that. Well, but yeah. it's but, but lower thirteen is kind of specific. I mean, it's 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 like. There's so you know, much I know your on. song. Like when your songs <laughs> come out, yeah, I know. I'm like, I know this now. I got to, I got to know these this, these songs. It's specific. It's 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 a certain music. I mean, you guys, you we do stick to a you're killing this thing, type right? of you know, sound. Yeah, yeah, right, know. right. Theatrical too. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. For three guys, there's sometimes all kinds of stuff going on. You know, you like to start a lot with clean guitars a lot of times and build yeah. these songs up and stuff like that. Where I'm like. And you do, that's another thing you guys do really well is this building process with some of these songs where you've learned now how to create these epic type Yeah, songs. we like that stuff, yeah. Yeah, like mm-hmm. there's some epic stuff that you guys do also. And you guys have the tools to do it with, you know? Like, obviously, you're a killer drummer, which you have to be. I mean, like, you can't be in these bands and have some subpar drummer destroys the band immediately. Right. You, they sound terrible, but, man, you you... You're a metal drummer, dude, for sure, through and throughout. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and that matters, especially if there's only three of you. You got, you all got to shine, right? I mean, like totally. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, we 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 try our best. Uh, even on these new songs we're working on, I'm trying my best to pick them apart right now and put the drum fills in. And you know, I'm like, I don't want to say stressing over it, but you know, I'm putting a lot of thought into what I'm going to lay down in the studio here shortly. You're stressing over it. Stressing well, over. Yeah, I mean, but that's yeah, but then, but you, if you weren't. You you wouldn't be much of a musician, right? I mean, right. like this is like right. these are your babies. Oh, yeah. these, no, these we, songs are your babies, right? I mean, oh, yeah, like, we totally. we care about what we're making. You know, I want to go in there and make it the best that I possibly can. When I listen back to it, I want to say, "Oh yeah, like great fill there." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't. I, I want to be proud of my work years down the line. You know, sure, yeah, no, no, you do, and, and well, every musician does. I mean, I think that's what the, the that's what this whole thing's about. Yeah. It's just not all of them are as good as you. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean once once that material is down, it's down. So that's it. So yeah. That's why how, that's why he stresses so much. Well, how are you guys with that? Like when it comes to the writing process, you know, like I, I know some people they stress so much over their music that the songs just are never fucking done. You know, like they're mm-hmm. like, Well That's Sean. Uh, I gotta uh, that's a little something I still and so Sean like, just changes shit left and right. Yeah, all day. Tweaking, yes. tweaking, all tweaking. Day, yeah. So at what point does somebody just say, All right, dude, we're fucking done, it's done. We do I sometimes it's me, <laughs> but <laughs> I'll be like, I think we, I think it's good. It's yeah. good the way it is, yeah. And then you can only plan so much too. I mean, it's like you gotta just go in the studio, and certain things just happen organically when you're there too. I've, which is something I've learned. A hundred percent. Well, and not only that, but then you you learn through the recording process. You start listening to music differently. So like, once you start recording music, now you know how that sound was made and how that thing happened, and what. And then now you're listening to it, and you're like, holy shit, that's the. You've heard that song a million times, but now you're hearing something different because you you understand how it's being done and stuff like that, right? Yeah. I mean, like, you listen to music differently. Yeah. You listen to how more intricate it actually is, yeah. What got you guys into music? Like, how 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 does it start off? I mean, you guys are young. You guys, you guys just, you know, you're in your 20s still. I mean, you guys are, you guys are relatively young. You're in the what our 30s. Yeah, we just hit 30s. Uh, well, I'm 31 now. Uh, Pat just hit 31 as I well. I just hit 31. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. He'll be 32 in October. 
I was. Good. I, I, I didn't do good math. My math isn't very good. Hey, no worries. I, no, you guys kind of set it up for me. I like, mean, I, I could have let the twenties thing slide. But. Yeah, <laughs> but you're still young. Even in thirties, it's still freaking young. Oh yeah. To me, it is at least. I don't know about you know. I'm just, I'm I don't know to, to a twenty year old, but <laughs> starting to feel old. But are you a little bit? How, well, you're the drummer though, man. Yeah. Like that's the that's the job that. Uh, you know that's the physical job, dude. That's mm-hmm. the you can't you're not allowed to get young, uh, old. You can't. You gotta stay. <laughs> do you do any kind of working out? Do you do any kind of thing like that? I've been finding as I'm getting older and the songs are getting harder to play, <laughs> I need to go down there and play more. <laughs> <laughs> you have to use more practice. Yes. Oh, I got you. I got you. So I've been trying. That's if anything, I'm just trying to go down there more often and and play the new songs more because those are the more challenging ones. So how do you start playing drums? Uh, let's see. It was it was really a fluke that I'm a drummer. Like. Uh, <laughs> I never really like set out to be a musician. I uh, I was watching a music video countdown with my dad back in the day when I was like like eleven or so, and I was uh, just pretending to play the drums on my lap. Uh, and he was like, "Oh, that's a real easy drum beat. Do you want to know how to do that?" And and he showed me. And really, the your rest, dad was a drummer. Uh, he was a guitar player, but he wrote so he's songs a musician. in his mm-hmm. bands. So he dabbled. He could play drums like a little bit, play bass. Now so, your mom. This is, so we're bringing up your dad. We're going to have to bring up your mom, I guess. Mm-hmm. Your mom is Sandy Kruger. Yes. And the late Sandy Kruger, and she is one of the most well-known singers in Cleveland uh-huh. at one time. I mean, I mean, like the Queen. Yes, is that she was called by some people. Um, tell me a little bit about your mom. Sure. So, uh, so yeah, uh, amazing singer, obviously. Yeah, uh, she- such a personality uh, in in the scene. I mean. She she was practically famous. I mean, no, she was. I would I would, I would call her famous. Yeah, especially locally. Yes, for sure, for sure. And that was and the you know there's no ego with that. Like it's just it, it is what it is. She just had such a vibrant personality. You know that people just knew her just yeah. from from being nice and just. Yeah, she she obviously touched a lot of people. She through, did. Yeah, and 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 she was a metal per. I mean, she was heavy metal. She was. Yeah, she was, She flew the flag for that. I mean, mm-hmm. she was like, if you go on YouTube, you can see her singing with Midnight. Totally. With mm-hmm. Vanek, with Sean Vanek and them guys up there. And she's out there giving it hell. I mean, she's unbelievable. Amazing vocalist. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable power. She was always humble about it, but she she was uh, truly incredible. Mm-hmm. Did she get up and sing with anybody, though? She was. She oh, loved. Yeah. She just loved to do it, right? And oh, people, yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was her passion. Yeah, and you guys, you guys did some cool things afterwards. When, when after she passed, you you guys had a nice benefit. You guys did all kinds of stuff, and you had a lot to do with all that, right? I mean, you were yes, you were doing a lot of that stuff. I remember that's when I first started recognizing who you were and stuff. Was I saw your name popping up all the time, all over the place. Oh, and then when I got a hold of you, actually, I talked to you at the at the shotgun. Yep. Yeah, and then I was like, oh yeah, man, awesome, dude. Thank uh, you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, but 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 I, but she was definitely. Uh, uh, around here, like a, a major, major person. No, and she was. Yeah, yeah, and she'll be missed for sure. Uh-huh. Um, but your dad was the one that started, saw you tapping. Yes, and said we're gonna. You, you should play the drums. Got you started. Taught you a little bit, and it would get you the fever a little bit. Is that what happened at that point? Pretty much, yeah. It uh, got me to the point where uh, they got me like uh, a drum set for uh, for Christmas the one year. Oh. And, uh, it was just a little. Little practice kit, you know, nothing huge, but uh, ju- but just to see if I wanted to stick with it, you know. He showed me a few other beats, and I just kind of kept up with it. So then they bought me my uh, Pearl Exports that I played up until 2020 or 2021. Oh, just I was recently. playing that kit, uh-huh. yeah. 
I finally upgraded recently. To what? To a Pearl Masters uh, Maple Complete. Stay with the pearls. Yes. You're a pearls guy, huh? I am. Pearl. Um, and the, the new the new EP. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that a little bit now. So when you guys go into writing something new, like a, a, a whole work like that, do you guys are you guys just writing like individual songs and then seeing how they all come together, or is there an idea for the whole work, the whole EP, and and each song kind of like encompasses this idea, or do you even know like is it just do you just write song by song? Is that how it goes basically? It, it all dep- depends on how depressed I am uh, <laughs> 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 and how it all turns out. What kind of day sometimes it, is? it comes out into a concept, sometimes it just turns into other just stories of, of things, but this one's a little more of a concept. So well, it's smaller, so maybe it's easier to create. It, it a was concept. a little easier to just cram a couple together. Yeah. What, what, what kind of concept are we talking here? Is it, is there, what, what are we thinking about? Like, what are you guys, what's your, what's your main themes of writing about and stuff? Like what, 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 what do you find that you guys, what well do you go to when it comes to topics of writing and stuff? It's oh, a good question. I gotta let him take that one. You never write lyrics. Ever? Nope. I like to, I like to, I like to talk about things, but not make it about that thing. It's more general for everybody kind of thing. So I try to like, you know, go between those two things. Every time I'm writing something, I'm like, it's about me, but it could be about anybody. But are you guys? Do you guys lean into like the death metal type subjects or stuff like that? I mean, what would you? What would you? What would you? What do you? What's your subject matter usually about normally? Honestly, anything <laughs> could it be anything. Is it? Is it? Looks like that. It's it's just about life, I guess. It's, it's kinda, just what we go through. Yeah. Stems from personal uh, experience and feelings. So yeah, so you, so you just pull from your own from your own daily life and whatever happens, and it's like. Again, however depressed I get, <laughs> that's <laughs> does, when it all starts flowing. Does it seem out. like that's when you write your best stuff? Oh, when, yeah. when life's down, and sadly, you're, and yes, sad, yeah. and that's when it comes out of you. Mm-hmm. Do you ever just try to force write, where you just like try to like? That's how riffs come sometimes, but other than that, like a lot of vocals and melodies come from yeah, just kind of being down sometimes. <laughs> when it comes to like writing riffs and stuff like that, who do you think that you kind of like? have been influenced by the most is, is the riff guy. Like, like there's tons of them, but man, do, do you have a certain guy that you feel like you like, is there a guy you like, just love that fucking guy's riffs? Or well, it's definitely dime and stuff, but I figure you're gonna say dime. yeah, but other than that, I mean, there's a, there's a million people I love listening to, but it's hard to just pick one and stuff. And I, I try to just do my own thing too. Like, I try to come up with stuff people don't play. Do you ever do you ever not listen to music just to try to to, to keep your own yep yeah I've uninfluenced s- type thing? Mm-hmm. I've secluded myself out from like listening to stuff for like an entire week before just just, just while you're right in, in that process and stuff to try to clear keep it a in, cleansing almost like a purge right like stay in it yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah 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 yeah. Now you said you guys you guys have had like numerous things throughout this whole time where you guys have been doing all these albums and writing all the songs where you you guys were on bill peter's show you said mm-hmm. a few times uh, over the years we go way back with him of course because my mom uh, went way back with bill yeah yeah so. yeah yeah yeah. right so so tell me a little bit about that what's a, what's what's you guys you guys get played on bill peter's show you guys are on the show all the time not all the time but you guys get played quite often it's been there. a fat minute since we've been on the show but but he plays you guys music a lot 
Oh, well, that's good to know. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I know he plays this. I wasn't sure how often. No, right, I hear right. Well, that's awesome. I hear, I hear. He, when he plays the local stuff, you guys are one of the ones that he plays. Awesome. You know, he's he's playing a lot of new stuff all the time, so it's always appreciate. But that. he did, he still gets the local stuff in there, man. Mm-hmm. Definitely. No, Bill's Bill's the nicest guy. Oh, he's uh, awesome. Even when we put out our last album, he he shot me a message. He's like, "Send me that new song so I can play it." Yeah. Uh, right. 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 Now, do you guys t- tend to do that ever, or do you release all your works as one whole work? Do you ever release singles? You ever do that? You're like 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 a couple of teaser singles, at least or a song yeah, or two. Maybe. We usually have at least one promotional single, sometimes a second, but at least at least one before the the body work comes out. Are mm-hmm. you guys doing all that kind of stuff? Are you guys are you guys handling all your promotional stuff, and or do you have somebody help you with any of that kind of stuff? Uh, pretty much uh, our our own. Uh, everything was self released up until uh, we we got on Pure Steel. Um, and, and I do all the social media and booking and everything myself. Oh, so you take care of all that? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's your job. Yep, That's exactly. Mm-hmm. Since, I mean, I am involved in the music, but of course not as much as like these guys sometimes because of, you know, they're the ones actually writing the lyrics and the riffs. I contribute where I can, but but otherwise, uh, yeah, I, I take up the other side of the sides of the band to fill in. You've been doing it since MySpace days. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, wow. I don't, I don't know why yeah. I just, I had had an early like inkling that I just wanted to do that stuff and mm-hmm. was interested in it. Yeah. So. You wanted to like book the shows and everything, get us going and stuff. Yep. Yeah. So going back to high school, that was, that was all me. No mm-hmm. kidding. So that you guys are good at that. I mean, you're good at, you're, the, the, you're, you're good at promoting yourself. I see, I see that's him constantly. Sure. It's always up, man. You always got stuff up there. Always promoting. I see you all the mm-hmm. time, man. That's good to hear that because I've never really had someone tell me from the outside in um, how I'm doing it. That I guess. No, we both do. We both, awesome. see, we both see. We both see a lot of your posts, a lot of your stuff. Now oh. we were just talking about this though, and like the way Facebook's kind of set up, where you post stuff. I don't care how many friends you got. It kind of bounces around inside of a box of people that always see your stuff. Yeah. Mm. It doesn't go to all two thousand people. It seems like, and so it's. Probably because somehow you and I are in that same box where we're, and I'm, I'm seeing your posts all the time. But I see it all the time. You're always posting stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, like, it made us very well aware of who you guys were. So when I that shotgun thing came up, I saw your name on there, and I was like, we got I got to see these guys. You know, like, that's how it becomes with a lot of this. I don't think people realize how much social media gets gains interest. I mean, oh, yeah. like, yeah, I mean, like, I... I, I you know, there's a lot of bands out there who just aren't promoting themselves enough. You know what I mean? Definitely. Right? It's important. I mean, even for me, like bands that, that I like and admire, I know they're coming to town from social media, you know? That's it. I uh, Yeah, it's, it's really important. That's that's where I get all my information from. Who are some of the bands you admire? Oh, so many. <laughs> Too many to list. So you guys don't have, like, favorite bands, though? You guys don't have, like, a, like this is my favorite band. I mean, I got, some, I got favorite bands uh, like Gorgira and Lamb of God and... The Contortionist and yeah, Incubus, yeah, I, I got a handful. I know you do. Oh yeah, for me, Trivium, Slipknot, System of a Down, Children of Bodom, um, and then we have our collective uh, influences that kind of influence the band, like our band. But uh, but uh, but yeah, tons of tons of different influences. Yeah, Sean's all over the place. Yeah, Sean's listens to like everything. So so you guys just have like a because you you the, the bands you named pretty widespread bands too it wasn't just all like one yeah, it wasn't like all metal yeah yeah i like to listen to a handful of stuff so and sean for sean he likes he likes chili peppers a lot uh he also likes the proggy kind of metalcore stuff like periphery and mm-hmm. um, animals you, as leaders all that yeah. kind of stuff yeah so did you guys ever see yourselves doing that kind of thing sometimes where like you know you said chili peppers he's a bass player so chili peppers do you guys ever notice that your influence is like you guys like because you guys have some pretty cool stuff that you do in your songs, 
where like it's like I say, you'll be doing a real good crunchy, straightforward metal riff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 basically classic metal, you know. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, you're putting these. There's just some things going on. Even the bass, even his bass will get some kind of like a funky thing that he'll do in certain spots and stuff. Mm-hmm. And is that what you think that is? Is, is? is these influences from like Flea stuff like that where? All of a sudden, there's this metal tune, and you, you know you could be just playing, you know, the root notes, or just playing along with the guitar. No, he's doing some funky thing, man. It's just, it's, it's cool, you know. Yeah, there's sometimes when we figure out riffs, Sean will figure out a cool under riff to put with him and the drums. So him and the drums are doing something while I'm playing something else. Yeah, he loves putting some riffs that don't make sense together. And then they. But as a three piece, together. don't you kind of have to do that to fill in every all the all the totally the yes, voids? All yeah, the time. yeah, yeah. If you're both playing the same thing and there's just three of you, it just sounds like it's just the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It, mm-hmm. you can't really. It sounds like Green Day, right? Totally. totally <laughs> that's, that's what it would be. Yeah, yeah you know, right. one guitar band does push us in creative directions. I would say that are different than uh, your traditional two guitar metal band. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there's a lot. Well, there's a lot of things you guys you guys have to figure out like your limitations and then figure out how to get around those limitations. That with, sucks with sometimes. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I mean, like, but that's that's the fun of this. Like, it that's, is. That's got to be part of the whole entire like challenge of a three piece, where you know, uh, you you have an idea in your head that you want to flesh out, but you only have these three pieces to do it with mm-hmm. so you got to get clever and creative sometimes i'm sure and stuff like that yeah there's nothing like practicing vocals over a really hard riff like <laughs> figuring out where the vocal matches in what you're doing yeah, yeah cadence wise and stuff like that mm-hmm. and, and and you're trying to put these crazy melodies over everything too so mm-hmm. you know that's another whole thing do, do you no, I, I listen to a lot, but I didn't listen to everything. I wasn't paying. Attention. When you guys are in the studio recording, do you sometimes will overdub guitars to to like over for a solo? So you'll have a guitar under the solos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You do that, and then, but you guys would never like do tracks on a live stage or nothing like that. It's no, gonna, no. So it's going to have the bass in the back. The bass is going to be back. In yeah, your... we just do it because we know it sounds good for the album. But live, yeah, we just do as much as we possibly can. So, yeah. and we try not to go too far from it, so it doesn't sound so off. That you try to keep. It doesn't things... sound like the song. Yeah. Correct, correct. Live this summer. What do you guys got going on this summer? Got a lot of stuff going on? We are still in the process of booking up our summer. Uh, we had shows planned pretty much up through the last one we had, right. uh, which was, uh, oh, geez, I'm blanking. We just played in May. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have no heck? idea. I'm a goldfish right now, I swear. You're uh, usually good at this. Come so on. We, we did a headliner in April, and then in May, what the heck did we just play? <laughs> was it... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have enough coffee this morning. That's funny. Uh, For me, it's pop. Karma, wasn't it? Yeah. No, wait. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Sly Fox? Was that the Goldhorn? Sly Fox was in April. Yes, uh, Goldhorn. Thank you. We yeah. just played the the heavy metal flea market. Oh, the flea yeah. market. With Destructor yes. and everything. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, with yeah. Destructor. Another big, awesome lineup full of friends in the scene. I, I a drove, fun time. I Such drove, a great time. I went there and drove past there and was like, dude, there was no parking anywhere. I couldn't find anywhere. Yeah, go in the back. Is that what I didn't think there was parking back there either? Was there? There's like a random. There's a little lot back there, yeah. yeah. But that filled up really fast. We couldn't even park up front. Like we were hoping to snag a little spot there for the drums, and and that lot was full. Yeah, I don't think they were prepared for what 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 came there. When I saw the 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 list of bands, I was like, what the fuck? How they doing Mm this? (laughs) Yeah, no, it's they've done it a few times now. Um, Mm -hmm. And my mom even went to some of the earlier ones back then. 
Yeah, huh? that's what got us interested in going to. What do you mean now? The, the flea market? Yeah, yeah. Like how? Uh, like the, how uh, long was that going? How long have they been doing that? A few years now. Um, uh, Dave Overkill has has a, a big part uh, in setting those up for, oh. from Destructor. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, they they did a few. I, I think pre COVID, and then uh, they did one last fall. They had Savage Master headline. And Destructor played as well. Pat and I actually went to that one as, yeah, as just really good. attendees, just just for fun. That's yeah, a lot of go. fun. And uh, yeah, great time. It's free. Just I mean, it's audience. freaking crazy. Man. The beers are great. Beers are great, mm-hmm. and just the environment is awesome. I love how big and open it is in the space that they have the show. Are mm-hmm. the bands volunteering for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No kidding, man. No shit. Yeah, yeah. It's just 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 for fun, really. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what we've always done, though, like, forever. Like, we've never been worried about money and stuff like that. For, just, as far as playing out goes? Yeah, when we go out, like... Fans don't get paid. Yeah, well, yeah right. <laughs> Come I mean, on. I mean, we try to now. I mean, but, yeah. yeah I mean, you got to try to get something, man. Yeah, you got you to gotta recoup no, totally. a little. But, like, when it's something like that, we're like, oh, yeah, we're down. We're, we Don't even sweat it. Yeah, we're, we'll bring all our stuff, and let's do it. And what was the purpose of that whole thing? What Was was, was there a fundraiser that's going on there for something? Or it's just is a it, flea market, right? I, yeah. So was that really what it was? So did you, they just had the music for the for that specifically? For this specific one, yeah, it was just, just the flea market slash uh, free show. Mm-hmm. I, it wasn't uh, for any specific cause or, or fundraiser or anything. Mm-hmm. How did this last one go? It was great. It was awesome. Yeah, it, it was really cool actually being a part of the show this time. Yeah, right. Because we enjoyed it enough just going uh, as attendees, but we really liked being a part of it this time too. How many people you think were there this last time? Hard to say because it's such a big open Everyone's space. All is it, is over how the big place, is it? Is it, is it really people. big? Yeah, is there's a big? huge bar eating area, and, and then yeah, there's the showroom where the market and the band's merch is, and then there's the room where the show actually happens in outside patio. There's so much stuff there. Yeah. So when you guys are playing out. Are you guys mostly right now opening, or are you guys are headlining also too, right? So you're doing both. We try yeah. to, yeah. I mean, we'll set up a random show out of nowhere sometimes for ourselves, and yeah, headline. And where's the, where's the, where's your main place that you play at, or do you have one? So that has changed a lot, so depending on the different eras of our band. So when we started, it was the Jigsaw Saloon in Parma. Yeah, that's awesome. actually the first show it's we gone. ever played with uh, my mom's cover band at the time when we were freshmen in high school. Yeah, your mom got us started uh, so, technically, which so from we did Jigsaw days. Yeah. All of our biggest high school era shows were in that club because that was like mm-hmm. home for us. It's like yeah, right down right. the street. Uh, so yeah, I could roll my amp there. Seriously, yeah, it's right there. <laughs> and then that run ran through the gamut of owners and then got demolished a couple years ago. Unfortunately, yeah, literally. So then uh, the Hi-Fi was another that we always played and then is now the Foundry. So, yeah. uh, so and, then, that, and then the Hi-Fi and then the Breakfast Club and then... Oh, yeah, that, that went also <laughs> went through its tons of owners yeah. and name changes. But uh, but the Foundry is another place that we've frequented over the years. We used to play the Fantasy, but now mm-hmm. that's different too. It's something else, yeah. <laughs> fantasy, man. I've seen so many great bands in the 80s and 90s in Fantasy. More recently, the Sly Fox in uh, North Homestead has been, has been one of our spots. Mm-hmm. Really yeah, but you really get like you get place. paid to Sly Fox if you as long as the, you get you guys got a cover, right? You guys do yes. door covers it there. They're very generous. They're they're very great to work with. Yeah, love yeah. that club. Cool, man. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. Okay. All right. We'll come back in a few minutes here. The guys from Lower Thirteen. You're listening to Level Up Cleveland. What's up, everybody? This is Don Foos from One Life All In, The Spud Monsters, Run Devil Run, Lifeline, and my solo band, Foos. I'm coming at you live to let you know I have a new book out called Motivate Me. It's a memoir of inspirational quotes, stories, and life lessons. This book takes you through my life and shows how I've handled adversity, 
firsthand by the inspiration of others. If you lack enthusiasm but want to make goals in life and get after them, then this book is for you. To order, go to my website at foosforlife.com, F-O-O-S-E-F-O-R-L-I-F-E.com, foosforlife.com. I'd like to send a big shout out to Big Bry and Pat the Producer at Level Up Cleveland for making a platform for hometown musicians and artists like myself to promote our bands and projects. This is Don Foos signing off for the Level Up Cleveland podcast. Peace out. And we're back. The guys here from Lower 13. What's up? You guys are talking about you possibly having like a CD release party for this EP that you guys got coming out here. Mm-hmm. Yes. You guys going to do something kind of special or is it, what do you, what, what, what do you do for, what do you, what? I feel like big what? specials over now. What's your definition <laughs> of a CD release party? Really? It's just having fun, I guess. You just, just, just to get it out there. Getting, and getting book, our yeah, friends together. Book a headlining show at a club, have some good friends and bands as support with us. Just mm-hmm. play a show, have a good time. Do you guys have any idea about when you guys will be putting this thing out? Is, do you have a release date yet? Or Hopefully is there... within the next couple months. It shouldn't take too long, honestly. Because so. you're doing it yourselves. So you're basically, once this thing's mastered, mm-hmm. It's you guys are going to release this on just basically putting it out on Spotify and all that kind of thing and putting it pretty on pretty much. Yep. We're, we're gonna we're, we're still going to have a proper uh, promotion cycle for it, probably like a six to eight week window where a single will come out and then a show will be booked with a with a with a date to promote that and the EP release on the streaming mm-hmm. and the yeah. So, but I'd say we're looking at maybe fall, uh, August, September, October, depending on uh, when the masters come back and when we can get everything uh, in, right. into motion. Yeah, we already got, got like the artwork going and everything, so it should all just come together. Who does the artwork? We, we different people over yeah. time. So uh, our first album was Sean's uncle. <laughs> uh, our second and our third were uh, were Dave Fastos from uh, from Solipsist. He did uh, oh, complete really? layouts Basist. for both of those. Um, and the third one uh, we had an artist that uh, Pierce Records worked with do that one. And then this one we uh, we found the artist uh, through Fiverr. Uh, awesome app. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, yes. Fiverr's cool, right? A lot I mean, of yeah. really talented people on there. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah, actually, uh, the our logo. I don't know if I have one anywhere, but I had a guy from Fiverr. Yeah, the face. Nice. I forgot okay, from yeah. Fiverr do that. that. That's really cool. Yeah, they're they're they That was the best thing I ever did, man. It was so easy and it was cheap and right. Oh yeah, talking some killer artists that are on there and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Killer artists with unique ideas, you know. Yeah. Uh, actually, our most recent shirt design too uh, came from an artist through that app. So. When you're dealing with a record label like Pure Steel, and you because you mentioned just now, you said someone that they worked with did their album cover the last time you said right. Mm-hmm. And are, are record labels still like they used to be, where they kind of like are they do they just offer to help you, or are they saying no, we want you to go down this road, do this, do that, or is it more just like what 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 does a record label in today's world do for an artist? So I can only speak basically based on our experience with Pure Steel because that's the only uh, label representation we've we've worked with throughout our career. Mm-hmm. But uh, basically, for them, it's uh, you know they um, they do the pressing of the record themselves. Uh, they do the promotion of that. Uh, so like all the metal blog sites and like some interviews and stuff like that. And then uh, uh, they they and for the artwork a little bit too money towards that. But uh, but otherwise, uh, yeah, that's. 
mostly distribution and a little bit of promotion, I would say. Mm-hmm. What, what do they say to you about like hard copies of music versus just digital copies of music? So like what people, some people don't even do CDs anymore. I mean, sometimes it just goes right to digital and that's where their music stays. Yeah, we still fight with that a little bit because we like the physical. Cause that's how we've always been. Sure. But and, the, and there are people that like the physical too. So we, so we always, uh, no matter what, we're, if we're going through the label or self-releasing, we'll always have a physical CD copy. How, how do you guys mm-hmm. go about like numbers of that? Like how many physical copies do you, or do you just throw we one? Try not to buy too many. Yeah, but... that's what I'm saying. There's a cost involved in all this kind of stuff. Yeah, and if there's not an audience, then it's almost not worth doing it in some ways, right? I mean, like you right. got to determine. You don't think you can get rid of them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I mean, like, like, so that that is a conversation that you guys have to have sometimes, where it's like. All right, are we there yet? Or like, do we do we want to? But you guys are doing LPs and stuff. Like, you guys are old school. I mean, you guys have like old souls type thing. You know, like where you guys you guys were born in like 1970, almost. The, like the way you guys think. I wish. Well, I mean, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like that, like like the hard copy thing is is such a dying dying thing. Mm-hmm. And the the LP. Yeah. That's a dying dying thing. I mean, the single is is where it's at, and the EP, the three song EP, two song EPs. Mm-hmm. That's where it's at. You guys are kind of like going against that which i think is super cool by the way yeah ever since we, ever since we did the first album we were like well we gotta do a second album i mean we did an album so that just turned into more and more we're like well why stop what we're doing and it seems like going. It's, a, it's a patience thing it seems like to me it like is. like people run out of patience not just fan uh, artists but fans mm-hmm. like they can't stand it they gotta hear, hear the next new thing so these bands That's what gotta we fight keep, with yeah yeah because look do, do, are you, aren't you ever tempted once a song's done especially if it's one of those songs where you're like Oh. It's really good, yeah. Yeah, you're like, I want people to hear this now. Yeah. That, that temptation's got to be there, right? Oh, yeah. definitely. Do you guys ever, like, not allow the other guy to, like, have a copy of that song because you're afraid he'll release it by accident? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not quite. But yeah. I will say that uh, we tend to get impatient when we get our masters back, so we're showing our, our best friends already. Yeah, they're like, got to hear this You know, families Look and how stuff. how good it is, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so we, we do tend to spoil a few songs here and there. For but, friends, But yeah. not, not, you know, not release them, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When you guys are writing your music, um, we were just talking a little bit about this a little bit ago. Um, you guys, how, like, we, we kind of touched on it, but how do you guys really go about, like, the whole, who's, like, like we're talking about you guys all have jobs and all that kind of thing. Like, what are the jobs of the band? Like, how, how, like who, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, what do you guys do? Like, like what, is, what does Sean do? What's his job as far as, like, what, do, what do you, would you say... It's kind, of, it's kind of weird. We all just kind of fell into, like, what we do. Like, Sean just got interested in recording stuff, so he just took over or, or organizing all the material that we come up with and, yeah, uh, again, uses his uh, computer to program some drums. We just do a couple scratch guitar tracks and we listen back, and then we're like, yeah, sounds good. Maybe we'll twist it around. He goes back home, redoes it, sends it back to us over Dropbox and stuff like that. And oh, yeah, I think he's talking personal life jobs too, though. Oh, no, 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 no. He's talking about band jobs. I'm talking about the band jobs. Okay, gotcha. He's talking about band jobs. Yeah, our life jobs suck. (laughs) (laughs) So, so when you guys, yeah, I don't like like most musicians. I mean, it's it's it's, it's like the second thing in your life. Yeah, I care about less about that yet. But you're saying I find that interesting. So you guys, he programs the drums, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's just for the demo purpose, obviously, right? And he's, and I'm I'm assuming these are just real basic drum tracks. Is Super that what this basic, is? Super basic, yeah. Right. So it's just basically a tempo. Yeah. It's just like this is what the direction it should sound like, and Eric just throws all his flair in there, and yeah, and then he changes stuff up as we go, and yeah, we're like, yeah, that sounds way better, or yeah. 
Do, do you guys usually determine a tempo when you write the song, or does he? Do you determine the tempo after the song was presented to you? A little bit of both. So there's always that initial. This is how how it sounds on the recording, how it was originally intended. Mm -hmm. But then we get to practicing it, and like I put real drums on it, or they put vocals, and be like, oh, maybe that's a little too fast. We should it varies, slow it yeah. down a few, a little few clicks. It, it can vary as the song takes shape. Mm -hmm. Is it is it more along the lines of just like a feel for everything? Is that how you guys write? You're like everything. It's like, it's like it just didn't feel right, or this this tempo mm -hmm. we just slowed it down a little more. Noah it's... taught us that a little bit too, because like we would rush things here and there, and we have again, like Eric said, we'll take that at band practice and we'll slow it down. We're like that sounds so much better. It doesn't sound rushed, and you can hear the notes better. And yeah, yeah. So we take that into account a lot, actually. No shit. Yeah. That does make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. So you guys will have a, a, a song, and it might be done, everything, and you might think it's done, but then Noah tells you, ah, might might be too. You can fast. make it a little better, I think. We've taken yes. riffs out in the studio before, like no we've kidding. Just, we've just scrapped a riff and and or changed it right there and then. Yeah, he's even told me before the drums are too busy there, dial it back, mm -hmm. and then in the middle of tracking, I'll. I'll change it. So mm -hmm. you guys are just super open to uh, outside influence and stuff like that. As oh, far yeah. as as long as you feel it's improving this this project, it doesn't matter if it's your stamp. Yeah, we don't want it to be very. Like, it doesn't have to be like it's not, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. again, we're playing it for people. We want everybody else to enjoy it too. So yeah, I mean, if somebody thinks that it doesn't sound good right there, it's like, well, yeah, let's change it a little bit then. Do you guys see this much with other bands? To be honest with me. Do you guys see other bands with that kind of mentality where they're that open to uh, criticism, change, that kind of thing? Or do you notice that there's a lot of, not to name anybody, but I'm just saying. I see I a do, lot of closed mindedness where people are like. I see mine, a lot of closed mindedness. Mine. Yeah. Mine. Yeah, yeah I, I see think, a lot of like, this is the way it's got to sound. Yeah. I think that's also why our band has stayed together as long as we have because we learned a long time ago to, uh, you know, be open to compromise, uh, compromise. Exactly. Like to not get too attached to something you wrote just because you wrote it. Yeah. If the other guy came up with something that's better for the song and works better, we all are like, okay, you're right. And we yeah. move on. It you does, know, it want, is better. Yeah. At the end of the day, we want it to sound the best that it can sound. And, mm -hmm. and, and so everybody's willing, like, so you guys are like willing to have your ideas killed for the benefit of the song. Oh yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter to you. If it's not working, it's not working. Like we're yeah, all able to admit away. like that. You know, this part might not work here. Mm -hmm. If we play it this way, it'll be better. What, what what song do you guys have that you think that you did that the most of and was most proud of at the end that after the change was made? Do you have one? Dude, that song, Monster. Oh, yeah. We had a million renditions of that song, and then it finally got on the album. We're like, all right, we're done with this thing. <laughs> what, al what album's Monster on? Restore the Order, our third one. Yeah. That, that one song was a million different renditions. It was written like as far back as like when we uh, recorded our first album, mm -hmm. and then we just kept changing it, kept changing it. So that was one of them it. songs that kind of like kept just, going. Yeah, you just kept. You said, I know there's something here. We just gotta figure this out. Yep. Type thing. How many of those you guys got going on? Dude, there's there's always a few of those songs that are on the back burner. And you're always trying to. There's a whole like just thing in Sean's computer just oh, really? yeah just stuff that we're holding on to just maybe they'll fit one day you never know yeah, is that no. how you guys start a new album idea is to open that that thing up and if we really have nothing that will just maybe spark something out of that yeah but normally uh if a lot of newer ideas do come to us but then, then we're like oh you know what? we have an old riff that might actually fit with this song let's go back and see if we can find it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Even as uh, recent as Embrace the Unknown, we had two songs on there, uh, Hollowed and Last of Our Kind, that were completely different before. Mm -hmm. And completely different drum beats, completely different ways the riffs were played. And then Sean 
just went back in and completely rewrote them, and they're so much better the mm-hmm. way they are on the album. No shit. Mm-hmm. And and any one of you guys can kind of do this, right? I mean, like you all three kind of have like abilities to do that, like we're to improve a song. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Does that? Yeah. Again, all, we any, don't... at any time, any one of you guys could come up and be like, and then you we're like other... it could be better. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I just think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we no did. ego. I mean, like zero, like void of the ego. Here. No, we've learned that. Yeah, we've seen plenty of bands and like other friends, like their bands stopped because somebody had an ego and wanted to carry on, or yeah, and j- it had to be like this, and you don't get a say, and it's like that doesn't make any sense. You're yeah. all making the music; you should all have a say. Yeah, people's uh, opinions not not meshing well. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, like, in, in, like I, I guess there, in some ways, though, there are bands though that you have the main guy and he has his his band around him. That's different, right? Yeah. You know, then you have a guy who's he's he's the one he's in control. You he's know? doing it all. It's yeah. his band, mm-hmm. but that's not what you know. You guys are you guys have the collective team type thing where it's like, yeah, we oh. talked right off the bat. There is no like main person in the band. We're all doing it together. So. We've always been collaborative, but uh, but a lot of it was just learning that over time too, you mm-hmm. know, because I would say early on there were certain moments in high school where it'd be like someone would get miffed a little bit if like their riff wasn't as good and we didn't go with it, but but yeah, just over time we just we lost the ego about it. It's, it's whatever. That's when we started talking to each other. We're like, "Hey, if someone's got a problem with something, you should speak up." It's like, yeah. if, even if we butt heads on it, we should still talk about it. So, oh, yeah. and try to try to make sure we're all happy with it. Right. So. Cuz if you're not happy with it, then no one's going to want to play it and then there's no point in doing it. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> good that's good advice, man. Yeah. That's the way to do it. That's why I think bands should all be to keep their bands together, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and and you're writing the best music that your band can can come come up with, right? I mean, right. like you're, you're it's, yeah, you're not limiting yourself. Three heads are better than one, really. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, I want to thank you guys for coming down here, man. Thank this you for having man. us. Yeah, everyone's got to be keeping their eyes open for this EP that'll be coming out probably early fall. Yep, I'd late, say late, so. End of summer, probably in there. Mm-hmm. You guys will be doing a release party. Yes, there'll be some singles being or sing at least one single being released. Definitely one. Look yeah. for that. And you guys will be gigging. For oh, sure. yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll Thanks. be all right. I appreciate you guys coming down again. I appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Keep your eyes open for Lower 13. And that's it for us. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> this has been Level Up Cleveland. There's a new episode every week. Available now on all streaming services. You can catch every episode of Level Up Cleveland on YouTube. Till next week, rock on. That'll be fine.